Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Repeater. I am Evan. And I'm Pat. And with us today is comedian and actor, Glow Tavares. Hi. Hello. <laughs> How many people say hi? <laughs> um, just you. You're the first one. Oh, my God. Yep. I'm so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Record setting. You are. Um, that's why you're on the show. We only invite cool people onto the show. Oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, d- I just snuck on. Oh, yeah. Pat snuck on. We have to have less cool people hosting the show. So that when we invite cool people on, it balances out. Yeah, it pops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it pops. Exactly. It's like a pop of color. You know, you wear the red shoes with an all-black outfit. Yeah. yeah. We're the background. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I'm the pop of color. Uh, perfect. Quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> that could be your memoir title, a pop of color. Oh. oh huh? I, don't take it if you're out there. You can't take that shit. <laughs> That's close. That's Copyright. <laughs> Copyright. First oh album. God. First, first uh, stand-up album. Trademark, register trademark, and... Copyright. Copyright. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Glow, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, uh, thank you for asking me. It's going to be so dang fun. Let's kick it off by <laughs> talking about something we've been listening to lately. I thought you were going to say it's so dank fun. Which oh, this is <laughs> dank fun. <laughs> we're having dank fun. <laughs> Pat, why don't you give us that first dank music track you've been listening Speaking to? Speaking of dank. Speaking uh, of dank. Oh, that's another good podcast. Speaking of dank. Speaking of Copyright. dank. Copyright. Um, Register trademark. TM. Uh, that's our next podcast. <laughs> Where we review weed strains. Yeah. Speaking of dank. Speaking of dank. <laughs> we're a bunch of non-smokers. Like, that's me. I'm like, I don't even smoke weed oh i smoke <laughs> good tons well you of get weed. to be the expert <laughs> okay you're the background and we're the the color. background no yeah, no yeah. pop of color um, there we i'm go. so high i don't smoke ever this weed, <laughs> i think this is good weed i don't know it feels like all other weed i'm like well this one is a little bit more heady because <laughs> <laughs> i think this is parsley <laughs> but i don't really know yeah you'll never know uh Pat, never. what do you listen to um so i've been listening to a band called the hers collective um i do mm. not know much about them i do know that they are a nebulous kind of setup uh when i first discovered them they were a two-piece uh kind of thrashy hardcore um the first thing i discovered from them is called the first 100 songs uh, it is 100 <laughs> songs that are ranging from zero seconds to about 26 seconds um it's a lot Um, But they have an EP called You Can't Kill Us. Um, It's it's intense. I would say if you're into Converge, it's probably up your alley. Um, I do not know much about this band, but... Cool, are you into Converge? I'm laughing so hard because I don't understand anything you're saying. Um, But background, just remember that. (laughs) Just Converge. I'll look it up later. I would say they're... They're at least worth reading about um, because it's a collective of women, um, queer people, non-binary. I, and I don't want to like limit yeah. my description because I don't know. I only know them through their band camp. Um, but, and I say nebulous because they started as two as far as I know. But it seems that the members sort of fluctuate. Um, and like I think More femme-leaning? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it sounds like they're more femme leaning. So, and but like it's cool because a lot of what they talk about is just like what their experiences are. Um, trying to so like it's definitely like hardcore metal, like intensity, and it's very cathartic, like sort of um, anti uh, being a victim or mm-hmm. 
So this one is called it's political. Yeah. It's very political. Yeah. So this one's called You Can't Kill Us. They have another one called How to Stop Street Harassment. Cool. Um, it's cool. It's definitely not for everybody, but certainly please go out and at least read about that band. Oh. Rad. Okay. Love it. Cool. Um, I've been listening to Always his last album. That's always with two V's instead of a W. Uh huh. And I think the album came out in like the fall. And I just, for some reason, never heard it. But I really like it. It's got a lot of kind of dreamy, synthy, but like hooky songs. So kind of poppy, but also yeah. dreamy and pretty. And one of the songs I really like on it is called Dreams Tonight. The album's called Antisocialites. It's a really fun, like fun, but chill album. You oh, know what I mean? Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, it's good. And that song, I think in particular, is one of the poppier, more hooky songs on the album. Okay. So it's really like catchy and fun. My question for you guys yeah. who don't smoke. Yeah. Should I smoke before I listen to those albums? Ooh. Ooh. I think I think, I yours, think the Always album, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. It'd be good. Yours, I feel like I'll get scared. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, thunderstorm, <laughs> cacophony, you're very good descriptors, I would say. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, if you're a pothead listening... <laughs> Smoke to the Always album. Yeah. Don't yeah. smoke to the Hearst Collective. <laughs> Don't it do is that. it is not stoner metal. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Got it. Do I say what yeah, I've been listening to? You've been listening to um, this album that I recently discovered, and I'm super into it. It's Erica Badu, um, and it's can't put uh, can't use my phone, and it's spelled like C A I N T, like can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a mixtape from like 2015, and I'm obsessed with it. There's a song on it called put your phone down and it's just like her just repeating i can make it put your phone down and it's Ooh. like so like sexy <laughs> and just like good just like i can make it i can make it i can make it put your phone down and it's just like your mom's gonna get worried about you but i'm gonna make you put your phone down it's just like so good and the whole there's like some covers and then she like changes some of it but it's just like really good like the hello you know hello hello hey hello hello she covers it mm. And it's, I don't know, it's so good. It's just a good cool. mixtape top to bottom. Cool. Yeah. I love it. Woo. Um, what song do you want to talk about today? Oh, okay. So this is from the album. It's a Hall Notes song. Uh, except Hall Notes. now they hate each other. So they say that they're not Hall Notes or Daryl Hall and John Notes because they're two separate people who collaborate. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. As if just having a name that's their last names separated is not enough separation. <laughs> they have to, like, add first names to the mix. It's so, so funny. Formal. Um, it's called Talking All Night, and I'm pretty sure it's from the Oh Yeah album. Yes. Um, and it's so good. Great. <laughs> I'm obsessed listen. with hollow notes. Yes. If you don't know that about me, I if love it. If you don't them. know about it, you're going to know about it by yeah. the end of this episode. <laughs> 100%. Let's listen to a clip real quick. Okay. Oh, yeah. Already grooving. Love that, like, gated drum. All night. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> it's so good. There's a video where... He's like singing this live and he's just running his hands through his feathered hair. It's so oh, the good. It's so good. Yeah, oh. Glow did send us the video um, before she came today and it's excellent. It's yeah. excellent. It's like mustache John, which he doesn't have the mustache anymore, but this Ew. is like the era where he had the mustache and the curly hair and Daryl had the feathered, like, feathered billowing like blonde yeah, yeah. hair that he would run his hands through and he was like so skinny with like these tight jeans on yeah. <laughs> oh my god it's so good and yeah, it also kind of funny 
it inspired me to feather my hair before we came in here. <laughs> Pat so. looks really good right now. It I looks so good. Out. The headphones are sort of like messing it up a bit, but, but you know, so feathered that it's kind of like popping right out. I know? can see it. I can see your feathered undercut haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. It's real good. I love. It's real good. Uh, so now we're gonna try to guess why you chose this song. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And we'll probably be wrong. Okay. Great. Um. We I, just met. So. We just met, so I'm going yeah. to be right. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's remarkable how often Pat is right. <laughs> really? <laughs> Especially when I say, I'm going to be right. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, well, so you told us that you were obsessed with Hall & Oates. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that when you were a kid, there was a lot of cassette tapes or CDs of Hall & Oates around, and... You were, you had a boombox in your room <laughs> and you would siphon those off from the living room and put them in your room and just dance your little heart out all okay. night. Wow. With feathered hair. <laughs> um, my guess is also going to harken back to your childhood, but I think that, um, <clears throat> oh God, here's a guess. Your parents, big Hall Notes fans, mm-hmm. and they would put this album on and this was like a song that they could kind of like cute dance to together with the kids around. Um, (laughs) And as kids, you like think it's a groovy little bop and it's really fun, but like they're kind of singing, talking all night to each other, which is like kind of uh, sexy and like, but a kid wouldn't realize it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like this, like you see them having a romance or something, but they're flirting harder than you realize. So you thought I picked a song that reminded yeah. me of my parents flirting with <laughs> each other. Yeah. But like you didn't, you wouldn't know it. Like for you, it was like family dance time. Okay. You know what I mean? You guys are both so wrong. <laughs> like so it. insanely wrong. So like three or four years ago, I think I'm going to say three. Um, I worked babysitting this kid and man eater popped in my head. And I was like, <laughs> Who sings this song? I'm also a Dominican woman, and my parents did not ever play Hall Notes when I was growing up. <laughs> they don't know who Hall Notes is. Like, <laughs> I heard a lot of like, like Spanish singers like Quinito Mendes and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, so super not like I I'm, have not been introduced to a lot of like. When I moved to New York is when I heard about Billy Joel, you know, and like yeah. Bruce Springsteen. So I don't know a lot about um, like older bands. So like I was babysitting this kid and Maneater popped in my head and the people I babysat for had like Spotify, which I was too cheap to pay for. And I was like, I wonder who sings that. And I looked up Maneater and Hollow Notes came up and I was like, oh, I'll just listen to their top songs. And I was like, oh my God, it's like banger <laughs> after banger. And I became obsessed with Hollow Notes. And it was as an adult that I was like, Hollow Notes is the shit. <laughs> and I love everything about them. Cause I think if I would have like if my parents introduced it, I like would have a fondness to them, but I would not be like obsessed because I have listened to every single one of their songs. Like every album I've listened to more than once and I have like looked at who writes what song. Like I'm very into Hall Notes <laughs> uh, in, in, a, in a crazy way. Like I have chilled out, but for a long time it was just like, well, today I'm going to listen to H2O, which is my favorite album or Big Bang Boom, which is like the most popular one but mm-hmm. it's it's not my favorite um or like abandoned luncheonette which is great has some good songs in it <laughs> like i legit love hollow notes uh yeah and i picked this song because it's fun i like woke up giddy today i had like a really it's like the day after valentine's i don't know when this is coming out and i had like a really good like night where i hung out with 
female like women and it was just like we were just having fun and laughing yeah. and I, it just put me in this great mood when you're like around sometimes you just need like a girl's night Mm-hmm. And I like today. I was just like, I love everything. I was so happy, and they were making fun of me for liking Hall Notes last night. <laughs> uh, so I I listened to this song, and I was like, Oh, I'll do this one because I previously had told Evan I was gonna do like, um, like uh, like sad songs, like the song that my grandpa <laughs> played as soon as my grandpa died, or like landslide which makes me cry every single time and i was gonna do that but then today i was like i don't want to do that i want to just like have fun and talking all night is like the song of the summer it's like Mm. always summer when you listen to it and then they didn't play this clip but at the end he's like they're go like uh they like start singing about the it's like it's three o'clock talking all night and then he's like six in the morning time to get up (laughs) 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 so it's like kind of campy and weird yeah, it's yeah. so fun it is because isn't like even the part i think we listen to it's like quarter to one talking and night. they just like go through the times like 3 30 it's, <laughs> it's a silly song it's in that so way silly but it's also fun and it's like yeah. to me this is what hollow notes is it's just like fun good pop music but it's not pop music because they uh, Daryl straight up thinks he's a soul singer and the oh music he sings is soul. <laughs> so weird. There's an album called Rock and Soul, <laughs> which is like so hollow notes, but they're like inspired by R&B. And, but like, I will say like, I, oh God, I can talk about this forever. <laughs> Daryl Hall um, hosts a show called uh, Live from Daryl's House. Live from Daryl's House. Have you seen it? Oh yeah. Oh, uh, it's so good. And Darius Rucker did an episode, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite episodes. And in it, Jerry Strucker sang one of his songs, and at the end he's like, "Oh my goodness, that was an R&B song," and <laughs> and then uh, like Daryl was like, "Yeah, that's what I do," and it was just like so like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl was like, "So like, yeah, I'm an R&B singer," and it's like no one in the world would ever say that Daryl Hall's an R&B singer, but he in his heart is like, "I'm an R&B singer yeah. from Philadelphia." <laughs> Absolutely, it's you gotta so have that. Con- you gotta have like s- some real confidence to end up in his shoes. I think <laughs> for real. I mean, he has the most confidence. I saw them live last year, and they clearly like did not like each other. So funny. John didn't like didn't really say much. He would like play the guitar. Daryl talked the whole time, and Daryl had someone who would like give him like switch his guitars for him. And John did not have that. <laughs> John had to switch his own guitars or. Or whatever, and he kept like going to the drummer and like jamming with the drummer, and it was like he was more connecting with the drummer. And also, there was a saxophone player that they kept making fun of his like bomber. He had like this gold, like metallic gold bomber, and he was just playing the saxophone for 20 minutes after every song. And it was just like so perfect. It was like so (laughs) what of what you wanted. They would do like like they would zoom in to uh, John's uh, like guitar and it would just be like fish eye lens around it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and they like had during bridge girl, like the monitors had like hundred dollar bills flying. <laughs> it, was just, like, it was so cheesy. So did it feel like you had walked into a hollow notes music video? A little, a little bit. It just felt like well, this is what like they did this for. They've been doing this for 40 years and they're not going to change it. They're yeah, not going to update yeah. the effects. Like, truly a fisheye lens over a camera is so archaic, and it's so funny, because they were, like, he was just, like, you know, like, ding 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 with his guitar, <laughs> just, like, a fisheye lens over. It was so fun. It was so good. I knew every song. I wish they would have sang, like, some... They sang a song from War Babies, which is my least favorite album. It's, like, the most experimental one, and they sang, like, because it was a John song, but John has so much... Like, he has good songs, 
that aren't from war babies. I don't like war babies. Yeah. So that's my my hot take yeah. on Hollow. Can't win them all. Wow. <laughs> yeah. All, you, yeah, all the war babies fans out there. Uh, Not for me. Up. Not for the glow. <laughs> no, no, no. I feel like only one other person listening to this. Like, oh, um, I've never. I heard War Babies once. Not good. It's it's a weird. <laughs> it's a weird album. It's yeah. not my favorite. So is when you wake up on any day and you're like, I'm in a good mood. Is it immediately right over to the Hollow Notes playlist or? Uh, sometimes yes. Like today, yeah. I listen to Hollow Notes all day, and sometimes if I'm like in a funky mood. I listen to Hall Notes and I'm like, okay, I feel good now. Cause their music, even like like she's gone, which is pretty sad, and like it, it's still like it uplifts me in a weird way. And like Sarah Smile, won't you smile a while for me, Sarah? I love I love Hall Notes so much. <laughs> <laughs> but they have like because your kiss your kiss is on my lips. It's just like oh, fun yeah. like music that's really not about anything, but it's about like some stuff. I don't know. It's good. It's like yeah. syrup. <laughs> That's such a good description. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you want to put like syrup, syrup. Like, you don't need... Pancakes are sweet without syrup. You yeah. put some butter on it. It's good. But then you, like, put a little bit of syrup or a lot of syrup, and it's just like, I don't need this, Better. but this is great. I <laughs> love it. And there's probably even times where you're like, I don't know if I can eat any more of this, but you're going to have just a little bit more. There's a little bit of syrup right on to have. It's so good, yeah. Oh, man, they have so many good songs. They have Camellia. Oh, Camellia. Won't you take me away? <laughs> so this song is also super hall notes because it has like the like the low and then the oh nine, which is yeah. like what they love to do. Yeah. It's like the like, like the yeah, it's I love them. <laughs> I yeah, I started listening to this song and realized, ooh, I do not know anything about hall notes. But the thing that I really, really loved is how spacey and like weird the saxophone gets. Like <laughs> yeah. Because they just, like, throw reverb on, and that guy just goes for it. He goes for it. The concerts, like, truly, I I said 20 minutes as an exaggeration, but it would be, like, three minutes of saxophone solos. And just, like, people loved the saxophone player. They were, like, truly, like, vibing with him. They were just like, yes, more (laughs) of the saxophone player. And, like, whenever they introduced the band, he got the biggest, like, like, claps and, like, woos. It was wonderful. Where uh, where did you see the show? It was in Jersey. (laughs) I went to New Jersey because it was cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it was outdoors because they they did the Queens one, and it was, like, outdoors. And, like, I was like, I'll just go to Jersey and watch them there. And it was so fun. I don't know. It was great. I love. <laughs> I'm gonna say I love Hall Notes this whole episode. Have you, have you converted any friends? No. No. <laughs> Most people are like, okay. I, there's some people that will talk about Hall Notes with me. They're like, yeah, they're great, but I don't. I've never like played Hall Notes or anyone, and then be like, okay. Well, Tremaine, uh, Tremaine Austin, yeah. who's a comedian who moved to Chicago, he's been on the show. He has. Yeah. He yeah. like texted me the other day and was like. Hall Notes is coming to Chicago. Should I go? And I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's going. Nice. And I've been like sending him songs in the morning, just like, hey, this is a song that you should know, just in case <laughs> they, they, they play yeah. it. Like, you're, eventually, you're just going to send him every song in their catalog. 100%. This is another song you should know, just <laughs> in case they play it. No, they you won't. have it. Uh, uh, they have a, a, a song from like their first album that's called like Perky Omen, which is about a like, a, a river in Philadelphia. It's like one of the first songs I ever wrote because yeah. they were like 19 and 20 when they met wow. or whatever. They were so young. But it was like, perky omen, somewhat cloudy, aging water. <laughs> 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 it's, 
it's they're good. I love them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like I I watch so much life from Daryl's house to the point where I'm like I I don't know if I can watch it that much anymore. Yeah. But it's just like something um it's like consumed it. I get obsessed with things when I like figure out that I love it. Yeah. And Hollow Notes is a thing that has lasted for three years and I have not gotten sick of it. Yeah. Yeah. The uh I've watched a few episodes of Live from Daryl's house, but the one that stuck out to me, or maybe even the reason the right well, like the reason I looked it up in the first place was because the dude. Fitz from Fitz and the Tantrums did an an episode and he sounds a lot like uh, Daryl Hall. And it was, there's like a funny moment where he, you know, he says, I hear you sound like me (laughs) or whatever. And then he's like, yeah, I know I get that compliment a lot. And, and it's funny to have them. Cause I think for the, for Fitz, it's like, he is an idol of his, Yeah, you know, he grew up listening to him and probably does model his voice after him a little bit, you know, and all that stuff. And so it was so funny watching them sing together, though, because you're like, oh, they do sound like one's just an older version of the other. But yeah. Same voice, practically. I mean, Daryl's always talking about how his voice is like, I like my voice. He's like very proud that his voice has changed. And mm-hmm. and like, really, he's like, I'm more soulful now. He's like all about soul. <laughs> yeah, he sounds, yeah, he's he's woo. so funny. I like I think what's also great about life from Daryl's house is that it's not always celebrities. It's like lesser known bands and that's like a thing that's inspiring to me as like an artist of like I should never get like I should never feel like I'm better than anyone that's coming up you know like he does not care who you are if he thinks your music's good yeah he will sing it with you and then you can sing I know I keep playing with this um (laughs) I keep playing there's a velcro and I'm a child so I'm like velcro (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but um yeah, he, like, doesn't care. He's like, I'll play music with you. Like, we'll sing your song. You sing my song. Whatever you want to sing, we'll do it. And it's so great. Like, I, I think that's what inspires me as an artist, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool to have somebody that'll um, shepherd or just, like, yeah. just be open to going, okay, cool. You do that, too. I like what you do. Kind of, like, it feels like it... Uh, levels the playing field a little bit. Yeah. It's just like, you're talented. I'm talented too. I guess he probably, maybe he would say that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he would actually say, I'm soulful. Uh, <laughs> he's he's not like, he's not, he's not unconfident of himself. Like, you know that he ha- holds himself to this high standard and he yeah. thinks he's great. But also he's not like, I'm better than you. It's like, yeah. I'm talented and you're talented and he loves like Philadelphia and like yeah. that whole vibe. And you'll have like actual soul singers. They're, they did an episode where they sang this song called Caramel, which is like so sexy. <laughs> it was just so <laughs> weird, you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. so it, yeah, it's good. I love, I love that shit. Cause you know, like how many, how many celebrities do that? Yeah. Not that many. Yeah. Well, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. And that's what we, um, you do, you know, you do comedy in the New York City, like, scene and stuff. And, and that's, I think, often a formative thing for a lot of people when we're coming up or when we're younger is someone who's just ahead of us yeah. in the in the scene or maybe in success or whatever, taking you under their wing or even just for a minute, even just, like, at one show being like, hey, let's do this together or, yeah. hey, I thought that was really, really great. And they have no, like, reason to other than they're being encouraging yeah. and they're showing you some support in a thing that's really difficult. It's awesome. I, like, 
I got to be on the show called The Female Gaze for two years, and it was like this uh, show at Chelsea, RIP, RIP The Female Gaze. UCB Chelsea, that <laughs> UCB is. UCB Chelsea, yes. um, and there was this show that we would do once a month, and it was like an, a female talk show, and that show had like Caitlin Bits, a guy who I didn't know, and she like, like Naomi was one of the, the like it was Janie, her, Naomi, who like created the show, Janie Stoller, uh, Caitlin Bits, a guy, Naomi Reggae, and they created the show, and Naomi was like, oh, Glow's funny. And Caitlin was like, okay, if her name's Glow, I'll put her on. And then Lauren Adams, who was like already on Kimmy Schmidt, you know? Yeah. And she was so kind, always treated me like an equal. It was like full of people that like I truly like loved and respected. And like they always treated me like an equal. And they, it's just like that's the shit that really matters to you. Even though like the further along you get, the more you're like, oh, you know, we're all kind of even. We're all trying. But when you're like coming up, it's just like. I think that's that's a mindset they have. Like, yeah. oh, we're all trying, so I'm not better than you. And that's a show that I think the kind of proof is in the pudding, too. It's like the show was great yeah. because of that combination of people. You know what I mean? And the probably the mutual like respect and support that you guys had for each other. Because that show is so damn funny. It was so <laughs> and, good. And it's, uh, if for anyone unfamiliar, it's, it is just a cacophony of people. On, like, how many people are typically in that show? Like, 12 women. It was like the View parody, but with 12 all women. All at the same time, all on stage, all have, like, their own points of view about everything. About and it everything. is, it's so funny, but it is also, like, so much. Yeah. But you guys are all equals. Like, that, yeah. that's a, such a yeah. cool part. It's a cool thing about that show. It was so great. I was, I, like, my character game changed a ton. Like, I started out just being someone who keeps it real. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I keep it real. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep it real. And then I, it slowly turned into me being like, well, I come from a rough. Like, you know, I didn't grow up super. I was like, where I come from is super rough. And they're like, aren't you like from Westchester? And then it turned out that I, my last name was Westchester. So I just kept getting richer and richer. <laughs> and it's just like, it was so good. Where I was like, I was almost a Trump before, when he was like running. So yeah, it was funny. Yeah. And then, oh my God. Back when it was a big joke. And so I had all these like great moments with like, I, I grew as a comedian and I could be in front of an audience. Like, so, yeah. like it really helped. But also like after the election, which was so awesome. Um, the, I mean, the election was an awesome. Uh, <laughs> after the election, we were all really sad and we truly yeah. had a show planned the next day. And um, BB, what's his name? BB, uh, is that his name? BB? I don't know. He was in a show, an Asian guy. Oh, I don't know. Oh man, I wish I knew who he was. BD BD Wong. Okay. You guys don't BD. know BD Wong. Oh, that does sound familiar. Yeah, he was in. He was like a, a like a like a famous guy. Uh -huh. Um, he was supposed to do the show and then he like canceled because of course. Yeah. And we were like, honestly, you don't have to come. We're like, don't you don't have to come? He's like, okay, I'm not coming. And we just kind of like changed the whole show. We just like change the slides to just be cute stuff and stuff that's gonna make us happy and we had like a crying corner and like <laughs> I got to cry on stage and we got to like hug each other and we had like we brought all snacks and we let like we were like please come on stage and grab food like we yeah. like truly like tried to create like this environment and it was so cathartic and wonderful after such a like because I spent my entire night crying like I'd wake up and sob and then I'd like go back to sleep and then wake up and be like, is this real? Is he really yeah. president? Like, it really hurt me in a way that I didn't expect. And also, we thought Hillary was going to win. So we were, like, so right. excited to do, like, an all-woman show with, like, Hillary Clinton, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, president, and it was just, it was awful. But I got to have that, like, catharsis or, like, that, like, 
yeah, we just were able to like really connect and, and be like, we're here for each other. Everything's going to be fine or it won't be fine, but we're here for each other and we love each other very much. And it was so wonderful and like so lucky that I, I got to experience that. Yeah, that is one of those great examples of kind of why, you know, on a larger scale, art matters. But yeah. on a smaller scale, people, I think, often describe these little improv and comedy theaters as like cults or whatever. And you're like, yeah, there's truth to that. But it's also, it's community and yeah. um, and can be really like the place to go when you don't know what the fuck else to do. Mm. And so on a night like that, it's, I mean, is there anything better than you having that show? No, I, it was truly the only thing I wanted to do. And I'm so happy I got to do it. it, it it's crazy because like um, my... <laughs> My friends from back home, like, sometimes they have a hard time meeting new people because they just go to work. They have a boyfriend. They, like, go home and hang out with their boyfriend. They go to sleep. And they have a hard time. And I'm, like, I am the opposite of that. Like, I just have so many friends. Like, my cup runneth over with, like, people I can talk to and even people that I kind of know that I kind of really like a lot. Like, we can just, like, go to a bar and talk. And and if it's weird, it's weird and I can leave. But it's usually, like, (laughs) it's usually not weird. It's usually, like, we went to the movies and we saw this movie and then we got, like, lunch and we talked and then, you know, like, they were great, you know? Like, I think it's, we're very lucky to be in this (laughs) environment. Not everyone gets this. So, yeah, I for sure am part of a cult, but, like... (laughs) I'm not killing anybody. I mean, I would say that that's probably like largely how we know each other, you know, is, is just from like those little hangouts of people you barely know, but why the hell not engage and talk and like, um, yeah, get to know somebody because I think it's so easy to do here sometimes. It's so easy. I mean, I discovered Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah. (laughs) I was trying to shoehorn that in the conversation. (laughs) Wait, before this happened, so they were talking about Dungeons and Dragons before the show started, but um, before you get into it, but is that something that, is that something where like you got into that because of people you met here or anything like that? Or is Uh, it something you had always played? Yes. My friend, Stephen Buckley, um, messaged me and he was like uh hey would you be into into like some role playing stuff and i said yes and then a little later i was like is it sexual (laughs) (laughs) either way yeah i just want to (laughs) know what i'm getting into (laughs) he was like i love that you said yes first but no it's like role playing games or whatever like dungeons and dragons and i was like oh i've never played but sure and he like wanted to start a podcast or whatever and it was, like, as soon as I, I, like, understood what it was, I was like, oh, this is one of those life-changing things. I love it. It's so fun and just, like, like it's, I don't know, it's so great. It's, like, rules <laughs> <laughs> and improv and just, like, my characters are always insane and I love it. Yeah. Um, so we were talking before the show yeah. and kind of went zero to 60 on that conversation. So we're back and that's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Just going off of what we were saying before about uh, the female gaze and like having that show as like uh, a room to be supported in, yeah. Like at least for me, D and D has been that um, to help me explore like performing as a character, yeah. Because um, I that's not that's something that's still very new to me. And oh, you just started playing. Well, I think it's been like two years, but what more? What I mean is like me getting comfortable being a character because I've never really done it on stage. Oh, really? Um, So, but like, it's a cool support thing. Yeah. It's also very cool from the standpoint of just like, 
being forced to you get put into these situations where like you can't succeed so how do you cope with that yeah or, or like be creative like it, I, like for a bit I was like wait so what do I do and they're like literally anything yeah you know like you can try you can roll like if it's difficult I, you might not be able to do it but you can try to do literally anything um it, I guess it is a lot, a lot like female gaze because female gaze I lived with this character who is so crazy for like two years and I, I'm trying to remember what my character ended up being oh I would just uh I would just get angry and say um I forget. That's crazy. I forgot the, the what my character evolved into. Outside of the keeping it real. Yeah, because I I I, lo- it I dropped this ironic it. Ironic keeping it real type thing, right? I think so. It became like a um, it became like a yelling thing. Okay. Uh, I'll think about it later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, D and D's like a long term character. Like the character, the first character I played, I love her so much. Her name's Yolanda. She's a a high elf. Uh. In cleric in the nature domain and she's just like a pothead and <laughs> everywhere she goes she's like do you know where i can get some weed and they're usually <laughs> they usually hate it they're like no it's illegal we can't smoke weed here and um in the middle of battle if i roll really high then i'm like okay i f- like whip out a, a joint as i like stab him <laughs> and i light it like it's <laughs> it's Sneak so it fun yeah like i it's just like i love it i love just everything because also she and like also playing the game like the more I play it the more I'm like oh she's not what I think she has like layers to her where she's like super loyal and she like really loves her friends and like that's who she's mostly devoted to yeah and she she has like I I figured out that if she charms someone she gets charmed too because that's just who she is like if someone's charmed Mm -hmm. by her then she's charmed yeah uh so like I like (laughs) I've had her like fall in love with people just because she's like oh you like me I like you too oh my god I love you we're in love now and it's I don't know that's like a fun thing to do playing d and I just love it yeah yeah no I, lo- I truly truly enjoy it and just because I want everybody to play it I really really want everybody to at least play it once because it for me has done a lot for how I like perceive what I'm doing in my day-to-day life yeah and what's your character uh so my newest character, I have not played them yet, um, is a character called Kesh. And <laughs> Kesh is With a, a dollar sign. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, no, Kesh is a bard, a half-elf bard from the College of Glamour. Ooh. Because what I really wanted to do was play a character that sort of pushes my boundaries. Because, like, you can do, like, the sword and sorcery. Like, I have a sword. I can shoot you with magic. Boom. Done. Yeah. Or, like, you can play, like, a barbarian where you, like, punch the shit out of things. I love I have a barbarian character. Those are fun. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, and, like, I like playing barbarians real dumb. Because then, like, you just, you're the idiot that sets off the trap. And that's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, But what I really wanted was, like, a character that would talk themselves into and out of trouble. Um, Just to sort of, like, because I... Like, going back to, like, uh, the music show or doing stuff at UCB, like, it's nice to sort of just have this support unit around you where you're like, all right, I'm going to throw myself into the deep end, and it's okay, and let's just see what happens because it, like, helps expand things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, yeah, I love it. I had a half-elf bard, too. My characters always are funny, 
<clears throat> and everyone has like serious characters, but my half <laughs> half elf bard uh because half elves aren't humans and they're not elves, so they never really feel like they belong to anyone. So I had him be like an emo kid, uh, <laughs> and like he had the vicious mockery spell, and he That's would say best. like you're a poser, and then I'd roll for damage, <laughs> which is like just like <laughs> to t- call someone a poser. It was like so emo kid. Like he had like the fucking eyeliner. It was so great. <laughs> we loved it. It was so good. And then but the the DM, um, he had like a loving. Like he just kept playing my ki- my dad to be a loving guy and then everyone was like oh do you want to come with us so his name was xander bing and then (laughs) (laughs) then mr bing joined the the thing and i was like no my dad i'm running away (laughs) my dad's like i'm gonna pack some sandwiches it was it was like a really fun time i love it it's so stupid (laughs) yeah i think cash gets a spell i do not remember the name of it but um charms everybody within like a 10 foot radius that's watching you perform and you become this like ethereal beauty yeah. and everybody falls in love with you and i'm like yes give uh, me that right now i'm starting a new campaign with a bunch of friends and i'm so torn between being a bard or a fighter and they're so different yeah and that's why it's so hard to pick because a fighter is just like a fighter he just fights he has these cool maneuvers he gets like extra like extra points all the time he gets like extra like it the fighters are so dope but like bards are just charming and cool yeah, and, yeah. and like so it's hard to pick like what because my bard would be like a rich uh white kid uh which is <laughs> <laughs> like a rich white kid who like he has an anthropology background um mm-hmm. uh it's just like oh, i like to go to other countries and like take from you know like that yeah. kind of rich white kid uh or, like, do, like, a fighter who's, like, a, also a rich white kid. I got to figure it out. I thought you meant anthropology, the store. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He used to work in anthropology. Either way, rich white kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, um, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's cool. Uh, if anybody wants to talk about D&D, please tweet me. I will absolutely do that. Me but, too. Uh, oh tweet God. Evan as well. Yeah, uh, loop me in. I'm <laughs> interested. E. Blarden, hit me up on the Twitter. But... Yeah, I mean, I just think it's so cool as, like, a platform for being creative. And, like, it's just, like, to me, it's just, like, another thing in the toolkit for exploring these options. And so I'm curious about that night, the day of the election, and that show. And it was a different show than what you were expecting. And so I'm curious, like... When you left and like went home, what that feeling was? Um, it's like a, a like a, a a big laugh after a long cry, you know. Like uh, when I was growing up, my cousins used to make fun of me all the time because <laughs> I would laugh and cry because I would just like have these outbursts where I'm just I would like get so sad and be like, oh my god, everything sucks, and then. I would see something funny or something funny would happen or like I would realize that maybe I was being silly or I don't know. I just like bust out or like just be like, it's crazy that I'm sitting here crying. Like I'd like have an existential, I can't say that word, existential moment where I'd just be like, oh man, I'm crying over something stupid. And then just like laugh, like a deep belly laugh. And that's what it felt like. It was like that have you ever done that like cried and then yeah. did a belly yeah, yeah, laugh yeah, yeah. yeah. that's it, it felt like that like on my way home it felt like a huge belly laugh after a long cry um and it like truly like warmed my heart for a few days where I was like this is like it was like that I was like well you know I 
know people and I have friends who are going to work hard to make sure shit doesn't um, affect us like that. You know, it was yeah. it was truly a wonderful, wonderful experience. And also like the audience loved it. Like the audience was super into it. They were like, thank you for doing it. Like it really helped. It was like just all women. And we were all just like hugging and crying and like laughing and being sweet. And it was just like just a wonderful experience. And then also Rosie O'Donnell did it once. So like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was just like an all around great show. Um, man. Oh, I used to yell about being an independent woman. That's what it turned into. Know. Cause I was rich and I used to just be like, I'm an independent woman. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> and uh, cause I'm independent. And then people were like, okay, yeah, I'm independent as shit. And I would just like yell <laughs> that I'm independent. It was, truly so bizarre and i did it in front of rosie o'donnell and she looked at me like oh my god what's happening oh i had to it was my character game i couldn't freak out in front of her even though i really wanted to you had to <laughs> she's the best right yeah oh my god you guys don't know she's I the know. best did you watch it did you were you there no, i didn't one? see it uh, it's on YouTube if you look yeah. for it. Uh, it she was just good. She like told so many great stories. She was so giving. Like as soon as she walked into the green room, she was like, "Hey, I'm ready to do it." Like she was just hype awesome. and like, like she was just like, like the most giving uh, performer, you know, and and giving to us and like another example of like doesn't matter how big you get, like there's always like just be humble. She was like super humble. She put us on her our Twitter. Like it, it's I don't know. It's awesome. Like that's. Yeah. For sure. Like, and I, who knows if I'll even ever get big, but just like, don't, I just don't ever want to feel like I'm too big for my britches, you know? Like, I shouldn't. I want to stay humble. I guess it's something that, because I'm a cocky bitch, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I can get cocky sometimes, but I like always tell myself, like, but I'm cocky because I know I'm good, but there are other good people too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. important to remember that. Yeah. So, you chillins out there <laughs> listening. <laughs> Uh, and then play D and D. Except here's the thing about D and D. I I, I want to go back because you yeah, said that you want to make everyone a player or whatever. I have tried that, and D and D is not for everyone in the way like it's like I really thought because we all do improv that they just transition into D and D. But the truth is that like there's a lot of rules. There's a lot of like page turning, and in improv you can just like stand up and say I have a sword and I stab you. But in this like yeah. you have to roll first to hit and then damage and then add your your like yeah. your modifiers and your proficiencies and like it's it's kind of complicated so if you're into that which is like i am very into rules like go ahead and do it but if you're kind of want to just i don't know i like complicated board games too yeah, so yeah. i w yes i will amend my statement mm -hmm. to say <laughs> if it is something you have been thinking about trying do it uh a lot of neighborhoods now or at least i mean we're in new york so we're a little bit uh it's a little more convenient for us but a lot of neighborhoods have like local gaming stores that'll do it um i'm very lucky in the first dm i had was a playwright so oh really oh yeah how did you get into D? &D? uh my friend chris who was at the live show when we last talked about D, &D and <laughs> confirmed that i understood the difference between a warlock and a sorcerer um, i still kind of am wavy like <laughs> i get it but i don't get it <laughs> but we were on the subway one day and he was like, hey, I'm really excited. I think we should start playing this. Let's like set up a weekend and let's just like try it. And I was like, yeah, all right. And um, the playwright, Daniel, emailed us and was like, just write out a character you think you would want to play. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And he said, just pick a character from a movie that you think is cool 
and you want to do that. And I was like, cool. I want to be Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, and Indiana Jones. Uh, <laughs> what did that turn into? It's a fighter. Yeah. It's a, I've never played a fighter. Do you like it? I'm a, I'm a little bored of that character, mm-hmm. but only because it's, it's my first, first character, and it's also just me. Um, yeah, but Yolanda. Yolanda's my first character, and I fucking love her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's... It, yeah, and you know, because I have the support of this creative community, like yeah. now I can just be like, all right, how can I be crazy with this and like explore it's exploring new stories. Like this the day that we played, I was like, Oh, this is collaborative storytelling. Yeah. There are a lot of rules, but it's I had so people around me that like were like, No, just do that. That doesn't matter, do this. But like once you get into it and you're like, Oh, we're all just like pieces trying to tell one story yeah then it gets very exciting it's so exciting yeah uh my uh, my second character her name was lily and she was uh uh a a dwarf no she wasn't a dwarf she was a gnome druid and all her friends got married so she was like (laughs) i guess i'll go adventuring and every time we were like in battle or she'd meet someone new she'd just be like is he cute? Like, I don't know. We might have something here. Everyone, everyone was like, no, you can do better. And I'm like, can I? I'm still, all my friends are married. And <laughs> that, that's my playing style. But whatever. Yeah, I love it. Because yeah. it, it, that drives the story. Because then the DM's like, oh, I'll just have like random hot guys around everywhere. <laughs> and it's, it's like, yeah, okay. That's cool. a cool world to live in. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> that she can, because she's also really bad at flirting. So. <laughs> oh my God. Oh God, I love it. It's so fun. Um, God, and if you want to listen to a podcast where Yolanda's in, listen to it. It's called Second Best. Sweet. Second Best. Check it out. Second Best D&D podcast. I think, I don't know, it's coming out the 20th. I don't know what the official name, but I think it's a fesh, uh, Second Best D&D. Love it. Well, thanks so much for joining us. This yeah, has been truly you. a pleasure. Ah, it was so fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> um, where can people see you or keep up to date on what you're doing? Um, well, I perform at UCB twice a month right now. Um, I'm on a, a mod team, which is a sketch team that performs every first Monday of the month at 9.30. We're pretty boys. Look us up on YouTube. We got some funny videos. Ooh um love them very much we've been around for a while we're this we're the like the fucking we're the like the veteran the team now which the is bets. crazy uh because we were the new team like two years ago uh and then i also am part of an improv team at ucb called 5050 where we do um improv in spanish and english and it's real crazy and real fun and a lot of like oh they didn't get what i said in spanish and then we repeat it and then like or like just like a lot of hand motions to get the audience to get it. So if you don't speak Spanish, like you can still come, you'll still enjoy it. We always have a scene where we dance and sing. (laughs) 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 Um, And then, and then second best podcast, if you want to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Cool. Well, uh, thanks everybody out there for listening. Please rate and review, you know, five stars. We love them. Oh, wait. At Yoglo underscore. All right, At sorry. Yoglo underscore. Yeah. That's Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Instagram. And Instagram. Ooh, cool. get on it. Y O G L O. Yeah. Underscore. Nice. Good to specify. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if you love 
Glow's tweets and love her Instagram. Rate our podcast very highly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even yeah. if you don't like it, even so if you don't. the podcast yeah. real high. Um, and get some get some of your friends to follow Glow on the internet too. It's all word of mouth. That's what we're into here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but thanks to everybody for listening. And Glow, thank you again yeah, for you. joining us. Thank you for having Truly me. Truly a treat. Until next time. Hit repeat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Repeater is hosted by Evan Ford Barden and Patrick Cartelli. This episode was recorded at Magnet Training Center in New York City, where they offer classes in improv, musical improv, sketch writing, storytelling, and more. Find out more at magnettheater.com. Visit us online at repeater.show for live dates, hot music tips, and show archives. Theme music by the Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeater. Repeater.